0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, Alex. How are you?
1: Good morning, Kathy. I'm keeping very well. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Anything new going on with Radio Maria? We're moving, right?
1: Yes, we will be uh, moving by the end of the year, um, so as more information becomes available, we'll be able to share that with our listeners.
0: A few more things that are coming down the pike in Radio Maria. It's going to be interesting. Once they're once they're finalized that we can tell everybody about, um, it's it's nice to see that that we're pressing on. Through all this, it's nice to see that Radio Maria is still moving forward with ideas and things, and uh, it's, it's great to be a part of it.
1: It, well it is a, it's a very important uh, time for us as an organization, mm-hmm. and uh, we couldn 't do it without the support of uh, of our listeners and supporters who donate and also our, our program hosts who also uh, make it possible for us to you know um, provide great content even though we may be uh, dealing with a period of transition. The, the content is what our listeners really count on when they tune in for Radio Maria. So uh, with that and with the office volunteers as well, um, you know, there's a lot of teamwork behind the scenes. And so it's a great collective effort that we all have to do in order to continue the mission of spreading the word here.
0: Are you always looking for volunteers to help out? Is there, is there a need, continual need?
1: Well, there is because um, without volunteers, Kathy, uh, we are sort of limited to what we can do just because of manpower, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of spreading the word and encouraging your friends and family to consider um, Checking out RadioMaria.ca and learning how to volunteer and learning how to support the mission. So it's a really, really good uh, way, I think, to um, learn about your faith as well.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: at Radio Maria, we strive to have a, a community sense, uh, a sense of community. So I think it's really something that is. Uh, beneficial f- for me personally and mm-hmm. interacting with the volunteers and other uh, other staff members it's 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 a wonderful experience
0: do you take students you know I, I know that this year might be different but you, students do they need to do um, some some volunteer work throughout high school do you take students at all
1: yes uh, we, we 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 do we um, will just need to um, obviously Um, hear from the various um, schools that may want to uh, have their students involved, but Mm -hmm. they can always visit our website and call the station and we can arrange for um, the students to help out at the studio or maybe even uh, remotely Mm
3: -hmm.
1: outside of the studio um, with, with COVID, the way it's been, we are definitely uh, trying to consider different, uh, different options for volunteers to continue to contribute, whether it's on-site at the station or remotely. So mm-hmm. there are possibly going to be other avenues and options available.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I mean, you guys do a wonderful job, and, and you know the show is a testament to um, – good faith and you know the volunteers working so it's it's great to be a part of it. So today's show is being taped so no calling in, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three places. And our email address is thh at radiomaria.ca if you'd like to get a hold of us. And please do subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes SoundCloud and spotify all your favorite podcast platforms and you can also find our podcast on the radio maria canada website which is radiomaria.ca and on my website which is com. so one of the many tragic side effects of this pandemic is the profound waste of food at a time when many people are going hungry um, consumers, you know, especially as we saw at the beginning of this, there there is a demand for some things like toilet paper, flour, sugar. They seem to be continually in demand in canned goods. Um, these these this this demand, this sector of demand, is just not offsetting um, the lack of demand in other places. You know, Alex, um, mm-hmm. school cafeterias won't be as busy restaurants obviously have been hugely impacted uh, workplace cafeterias these and many more that you know always rely on ordering food um, it, it's just been very very impactful on, on the food industry uh, some farmers have had to resort to, to dumping milk to destroying crops Uh, you know, universities, uh, there's so many areas that, you know, maybe we don't think of as necessitating uh, fresh food. And it's just, um, the waste has just been profound. And obviously costing farmers money uh, so many negative uh, side effects of this lockdown. And um, there's just mountains of food being wasted. And, Compounding this tragedy is the fact that this rotting food uh, may have an effect on the environment. So landfill gas um, is a natural byproduct of decomposition of of organic material, of food. Um, And this excess food rot creates a methane gas, which is a potent greenhouse gas. So it's... um, it's, it's amazing, you know, the, the corollary effects of these lockdowns and, and what is happening. So what, what can we do? You know, this is a question. What can we do about this? Uh, we had a show with uh, Alex, you, I'm sure you remember, with the with, uh, Chef Shane Gordon, uh, Shane Jordan, and he offered up ways that we can sort of minimize our food waste. Really a great show.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes.
0: Remember him? He had, you remember the banana? Conversation and he he cooked the banana peels. So, reduce, reuse, recycle. Those are key, of course, to to do that. Um, Other ways that we can, because we are eating at home a lot more, so we are creating waste as well. So, you know, you do what you can in your own world. So, reduce, reuse, recycle. Use as much food as uh, much of the food as possible. So, you may think it's 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 a small thing, but do you need to peel your apples? Do you need to to get rid of of pieces of food that maybe you can use in other ways? Fruits and vegetables that you may not have used by the end of the week make a stock. Um, these are ways that you can you know reduce waste. Also, meal plan. Meal planning is a great way to not only save money but to to really lay out what you are having for the week and it has been shown to reduce waste and also preserving your food so you know if you have excess in any uh, you know, if you excess beans if you have excess any produce excess meat from the night before freeze it keep it for for um, down the road these are all you know we may not think that what we do individually makes an impact but it does well, that's, so
1: that's the thing you have to think globally right in terms of if we all take that little bit of if we all have that mindset of taking care of what we can control then we're making a a contribution
0: it you know it's along the lines of my vote doesn't matter or my voice doesn't matter it starts with one voice it starts with one vote it starts with one person taking care take care of your own space if everyone took care of the the space that they were in the profound impact. Look at the lockdown. You know, I mean, we're taking care of our own space, and each person that you know is, is 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 abiding with with the rules and regulations is having this profound effect overall. It starts with taking care of our own house and our own space. So understand um, some of the. They're always whenever we have a knee jerk like this, whenever we have a profound shift. The corollaries and, and the impact beyond the main event, they're always, that's always there. Mental health, all of these things are, are being greatly impacted by, by the pandemic. So I wanted to bring this to light because we can do, we can do a little bit, we can do a lot. We can make an impact just by taking care of our own. So on to today's show, our guest today is Adriana Kaiser, uh, Adri, she goes by, and she is an international wellness expert who has spent the past 15 years helping highly driven women stop feeling stressed and overwhelmed and start living a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Using her enlightened alchemy method, she has helped thousands of women worldwide achieve everything from reduced pain and stress to increase confidence and productivity. And rather than drawing from only one modality, her extensive list of certifications allow her to create a customized wellness experience for her clients. As a brand ambassador, she has worked with Athleta, Athleta and uh, I always may say this word wrong, the Laura Bar, the Laura Bar which is a food product, Uh, when she's not busy hosting retreats around the globe in exotic locations like Bali, Greece, and Peru, she's being featured on iHeartRadio, Amazon's Prime, The Focus, Thrive Global, and Authority Magazine. And she has co-authored one of, uh, uh, she's co-authored a best-selling book called Overcoming Adversity in Entrepreneurship. So We are going to be talking about several things, but the the thrust of this interview is our emotional connection to pain and how our emotions are connected to pain. Another learning point is why we will need to address emotional issues to decrease chronic pain and what therapies can be used to do this. Very interesting conversation, uh, a focus that we haven't looked at considerably in the show. But our connection to pain and emotions that um, that are evoked when either you're under chronic pain or as underlying reasons for chronic pain, it's fascinating. So everybody, we will be back in a few minutes to talk to Adri. Praise
2: to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. See you.
0: You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in. But please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are at The Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Welcome to the show, Adrienne. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, it's just, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. It's just, we've, everyone, we've had a little conversation before. I like to talk to my guests to get to know them a little bit, and this is going to be bubbly and fun, and even though we're going to be talking about some very poignant things, um, you're going to really enjoy this conversation. I just love Adrienne. I've only known her for a, a little bit. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about what brought you into this space, um, your history. Bring us up to speed about, you know, why you are where you are.
4: Yes. You know, I truly believe there are moments in our lives where we have a choice, whether we rise to the occasion and we, you know, we flourish, or sometimes we find those moments in life where we are stopped, in our tracks, and it's up to us to decide if we're gonna move forward or stay where we are, right? So, there, there have been particular moments in my life that have been very transformational and powerful, but not always necessarily good in the moment. So, my story begins with hearing the words, You're not good enough. That's what I heard my teacher say after five months of training. She walks into the room and announces to the entire group the opportunity to teach yoga at this fancy location, and suggests that if we are interested or want more information, to to just approach her and ask her for details. So I could feel my, you know, my hands sweating, my something in my stomach. I was so nervous, but I gathered all the the strength I could muster to just walk towards her and ask her for details. And when, she, when I, after I asked her, she goes like, oh, no, Adri, this is not for you. They're looking for someone more like so-and-so, as she points out to my fellow uh, uh, classmates. My jaw dropped in that moment. I could not believe that here, once again, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. You're not skilled enough. It did not matter how much success I have achieved in my life. It did not matter that I have gone to law school in Venezuela for a few years, or that I have traveled all over the world, leading trainings, retreats, workshops, etc. It did not matter how much success I had. All I kept hearing was, you're not good enough. Because these words continue to play in the background, especially since childhood. From the moment my aunt started bullying me, making fun of me, and beating me up. So, for years, those words that uh, you're not good enough kept me in an emotional prison without me even knowing. And this emotional prison fed my inner critic. You know, that voice that's constantly uh, telling you negative things or pointing out your shortcomings or constantly comparing you to others. That inner critic that fuels the, your fears, your doubts, your insec- insecurities, and even your self sabotaging behavior. That inner critic. Critic that questions your ability to grow, to succeed, or even to ask for what you're worth. And that voice, that inner critic, eventually led to so much pain. And what I'm sure that all of us, one way or another, have experienced some type of pain in our lives pain from heartbreak, loss, failure, disappointment, or even abuse. And what you and I have in common is that we cope with pain the best way we can with the tools we have at any given time. So for me, that meant push harder, try harder, hold myself to unrealistic standards, trying to prove to myself and others that I am good enough, while at the same time I was bearing all these painful memories and emotions that eventually caused me so much pain, chronic pain that is. Maybe for some of you, is eating your way through your feelings, hoping that food will make you feel better. For some others, it's waking up in the middle of the night, replaying all these scenes or trying to, to you know, to analyze all the stuff that are causing you stress and worries. The thing is that this type of pain eventually catches up with you, affecting your health, your relationships, and even your finances. After suffering from chronic pain for over a decade and trying all these conventional treatments just to get temporary relief, I knew I had to address the mental and emotional aspects of myself and not just the physical pain because I didn't want to live a future where I would be taking medication like I was eating candy just to manage my pain. So as a personal development coach and as an international yoga and wellness expert in energy alchemist, I truly believe that the best investment that you can make for yourself is to invest in your physical, mental, and emotional wellness because they're essential to have optimum health, happiness, and live a life full of purpose. So for the past 16 years, I've helped over 4,500 men and women worldwide achieve anything from reduced Aches and pains to a healthier body, to increase clarity and build unstoppable confidence. Because I help them heal from past emotional hurts and release negative patterns, so they can step fully into their power and transform their pain into purpose and their fears into confidence. This is it's, it's it's amazing, um,
0: and and I think a lot of us don't realize the actual. So we are talking about emotional pain, but the physical pain and how emotions can, can create these physical ailments. Was that surprising to you to make that connection?
4: It was because, you know, anybody has, that has suffered any type of pain, you, especially when it's chronic, especially when it can be debilitating that interferes with your daily routines that eventually affects your mood or even your sleep. You do anything to get out of pain. You really are trying all these different scenes, trying to be pain-free. And what people often don't realize is that most of the time, this type of chronic pain has an emotional, mental root cause. So this is the part where for me, when I'm, doing, I'm dealing with chronic pain for over a decade, 10 years of chronic back pain and I'm doing all these different scenes trying to find relief and the moment I started my journey through holistic wellness that's when I realized the importance of my body and emotions because they are connected what affects one will affect the other too so doing this process of not only me doing my work to heal myself from the inside out but also now helping Hundreds and thousands of people worldwide, I found that there are four key components to long-lasting health, happiness, and fulfillment, and they are physical health. Number one, how you take care of your body. Number two, mental wellness, how you perceive the world. Number three, emotional intelligence, how you experience the world. And number four, spiritual connection, how you feed your soul. So when we are in pain, yes, we're trying all these external things to help us cope with pain. But the scene is if you don't go inwards and realize what's going on, that relief is going to be temporary. So yes, I try all these conventional treatments to help me with pain. That's why I only receive temporary relief because Mm -hmm. the root cause wasn't being dealt with. And I can tell you exactly the moment, the aha moment for me was when I'm playing with my son. He was probably at the time seven or eight years old, the same age I was when I'm being bullied and abused and physically uh, beat up by my aunt. So I'm playing with my son at that age. And in something, whatever, I don't know what, something got triggered and the memories and emotions of that abuse came back clearly into my consciousness. I didn't live my life thinking, poor me, poor me, it was abuse or this happened. I just buried it. I pretty much put it aside like put it on their never to look at it again. And it was in that moment when those memories came back up that my entire back locked up. And it was a a moment of, this is it. This is the scene that you've been missing. You've been doing yoga, you've been eating healthy, you've been doing all this stuff, but you haven't dealt with this scene. And the moment I was able to not only remember and start processing now what happened to me, was the moment where my healing process began because I couldn't talk about my abuse without having this knot in my throat, without crying, without having this very physical reaction. And now I can talk to you today and tell you about it. And not from a place of I want you to feel sorry for me, but from a place of empowerment, from a place of saying, yes, this happened to me and this is what I did to heal myself and overcome what happened and get stronger because of it and be smarter and and know who I am today because of it so our our
0: bodies are complicated organisms aren't they um you know it people who have chronic pain a physiological issue um, that is real that is physiological but when it's chronic when it's continual that too can fall into the emotional so There are so many components of pain, you know, emotions triggering pain, pain triggering emotions. And I think what you do is you are are giving a comprehensive, you're adding that piece to pain and the healing of pain by also dealing with the emotions. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that can come either way, right? So as in your situation, pain from emotion, but as well, emotion from pain are you able to equip people in both arenas
4: yes, absolutely yeah because let's say if you trip and fall and you and you hurt your arm that pain is a direct result of you falling however that can also begin to trigger memories and emotions that uh, that also begin to intensify your pain as well sometimes it doesn't it's just it's pain you hurt your arm uh, you heal it and you move on. So there are different types of pain. The pain, like yes, I fell, I tripped, I hurt my arm, healed, nothing happened. There's times where you fall, you trip, and you hurt a body part, and then that pain causes emotions and memories to come back to the surface or vice versa. In my case, years of very memories and emotions lead to pain. And our bodies, this is, this is key. This is something I've learned from my own personal experience and from working with clients is that your body remembers everything. Your body keeps track of everything you have ever felt, how you eat, how much sleep you're getting, um, how you're dealing with stress, how you're dealing with emotions. It keeps track of everything, never forgets something. So I can tell you an example. I had a particular client. She was suffering from TMJ. She was grinding her teeth at night. She, has in, she had intense neck and back pain. She, she just pretty much was in an emotional state of being anxious, overwhelmed, depressed. She, went go- she kept going from doctor to doctor, trying to find relief from pain, taking the medications, and soon enough, taking more medications So finally, she felt like she wasn't herself anymore. And one day she calls me and says, hey, Adri, I'm dealing with this, this, and this, and this. Can you help me? So we started working together. And during this process, it took about eight weeks for her to start seeing major changes. But during this process, we changed some aspects of her diets. She started taking my yoga and online uh, meditation online classes, and we started to work with some NLP techniques, some inner child work, and some of these mindset and emotional intelligence tools I use. And it was very clear to her how vivid some memories, or let's call it emotional scars from the past, kept playing a big role in her pain. So eight weeks into this, she calls me and says, Adrienne, you won't believe this. I smiled today. And I remember so clearly here I smile today for some of people, oh I smile it's no big deal but when you are in so much pain for so long, you really begin to feel discouraged because you you don't see any progress you lose a sense of oh my gosh, confidence and happiness and all this stuff and so within those eight weeks she started to smile her posture improved her pain decreased drastically because we were also addressing. Yes, some physical aspects that were very, like, physical experience, reactions to what she was feeling internally. So when we were addressing her emotional aspect and her mental aspects as well, because her self-esteem took ahead, she was, her posture skyrocketed like she was standing tall she was standing confident so right there comes back to illustrate that part of the mind body and emotions how they affect one another people don't realize that emotions are chemical responses they have chemical um so emotions are molecules that that carry information that affects your biology in addition to that your mind your thoughts also affects your biology so again the way you think will affect the way you feel and how you feel will affect the way you behave so and when working with one scene we cannot uh, disregard the other aspects so let's say if you want to lose 10 pounds in a week I might be able to help you, but that's not where my passion is. I want to help you lose the ten pounds and keep them off for a while by addressing not just the way you eat and exercise, etc., but also addressing what's causing you to overeat, what's causing you to hold on to the extra weight, because some people hold or gain weight as a layer of protection it's it's a missing piece of
0: healing I truly believe that um we 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 deal well with the physical we deal well with the nutrition part but the emotional part and I think this is just what you're doing is just on the cusp and i think it is becoming uh i think people are starting to appreciate it the power of our emotions and how important it is. And we're not saying here that pain is bad. In fact, pain is another line in the story. Pain is something that's telling you that something is wrong. So inherently, pain isn't bad. It's, in my opinion, it's, it's a call out to address something. And I think you are addressing this in a
4: very comprehensive fashion. You know, I believe, do I want... Chronic pain for 10 years again? No. Am I grateful for the chronic pain? Yes. Why? Because it was my biggest teacher. It helped me tremendously. It helped me become aware not only about the story playing the background, you know, in my own head or the story I was telling myself, but it helped me also take charge of my health, physically, mentally, emotionally. It helped me go deeper in my line of business and really fulfill my passion in life. Because when I was five years old, when people would ask me what I wanted to do in life, I wanted to help people. I wanted to make a difference. That's why I went to law school because in my head back then I wanted to fight for the underdog. I wanted to give a voice to those that were voiceless. Granted, uh, My destiny took me in a different direction, but I'm still helping people, still fulfilling the purpose. So that 10 years of chronic pain not only helped me understand myself better, it gave me the tools and the power to heal myself from the inside out, and then also help others in the process. It helped me understand what people with pain go through so Mm -hmm. I can better help them. So when you are in pain, instead of seeing as an enemy, become friends with the pain and say okay what is this pain trying to teach me what is this pain telling me pain is simply like the alarm on your car or the light that says you're loud, you know you're low on gas or you need to change your battery pain is simply that alarm that a light is telling you you're getting off track here let's mm-hmm. come back and pay attention to these uh, one thing that you know when i tell people People come and ask me all the time, oh my gosh, how do you get rid of pain so quickly? It's no, it wasn't a one pill and it's gone. You know, it took work. It wasn't one, one step approach. It was a multi-dimensional approach. Mind, body, emotions, and spirit. So it wasn't overnight. But the main thing I want to tell people is, again, you have to make the choice. You have to make the choice to say, I'm willing to do what it takes Personally, I'm willing to invest in myself to get better. And that means addressing the stuff that you've been bearing or, or you know, hiding or put, pushing back that you want, don't want to see, taking responsibility for your actions and for the way you're thinking and feeling uh, and really taking the time and effort. So people like, oh, but I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm running here. I'm running there. Well, I always say don't wait until your body begins to fall apart or your doctor tells you that something is wrong to start thinking about your health. I always talk about this quote from the Dalai Lama when he was asked what what surprises him the most. and He says mankind because they will sacrifice their health in order to make money and then they spend their money trying to regain their health. Mm -hmm. They're so worried about their future that they don't live in the present. So and they therefore they live like they never, they live like they're never gonna die and then they die hardly ever really lived because we're concentrating of we need to do this we need to do this putting a health in the back burner and then when the health is gone then we're trying to do everything and anything possible to gain it back yes so-
0: and that just resonates i'm sure with so many people that are listening we are all victims of of this we get caught up we don't pay attention. And I think uh, what you're helping us to do here is center ourselves again, come back to a place of compassion with ourselves. Adria, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and talk about some of the techniques that you work with or that you use when you're working with uh, people to help them overcome their pain. So everyone will be back in a minute.
3: A whisper of hope that lives somewhere inside You're weary from all that you bear Reaching for strength through an unspoken prayer His Spirit is breath to your soul i
0: are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Adri Kaiser, and we're making the connection between dealing with pain and dealing with emotions and how to overcome pain and emotions. And Adri, you have different techniques. It's not a one size fits all. Um, some of us aren't as equipped as, as, as well as others, uh, and they need help and they need guidance. And what are you doing to help people overcome pain and to give them compassion about their own health and situation?
4: Yeah, so I always like to start by building a strong foundation and that means working with the physical body first because it's the most tangible scene is where you're going to see results faster and when people are in under constant stress, you know, your body enters the fight or, this fight-or-flight response, which pretty much says you are in danger, and everything that your body doesn't need for survival gets shut down. And over time, weakens your ability, your immune system, your digestive system, and your ability to restore, to relax, to renew. So when it comes to the physical body many or physical health, You always hear people say diet and exercise and hope that everything else falls into place. And I'm here to tell you that's not enough. Yes, you need to find the right diet, the right type of exercise for you in addition to implementing self-care practices and stress-reducing practices on a regular basis. So just to give you a quick, easy scene of what to do, to help you take better care of your body, your health, physical health is number one. I start with a morning elixir every morning. And it's super simple. You can do this. It's a warm cup of water. You grab one lemon. You can do half of a lemon if you need to. You squeeze the fresh juice into the warm water. And then you can add ginger if you like. And I like to add a teaspoon or a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. I like the one that's raw, organic, and it says on the label with the mother. Why this is so important? because it helps to balance your pH levels. It helps to reduce acidity in your body. Acidity leads to inflammation. It helps to boost your immune system. It helps to boost your digestive system and elimination system. So when you think of creating this morning elixir, it's the first thing you drink in the morning. Think of it as a ritual of self-care. You can sit down and watch out of your window, make it like a moving meditation or a special treat for yourself. It will help you set up your body for success. The number two thing I will suggest is to take probiotics. And not all probiotics are the same. Look for probiotics that are double capsulator, that are time-release, and that have at least six to ten different strands of probiotics. Bonus, hopefully they will have prebiotics as well. Why this is important? Because your immune system begins in your gut and also your stomach, you produce a lot of serotonin, which are hormones that regulate your mood. So when you're taking probiotics, you're helping boost your immune system and your digestive system. So when you take probiotics that are your tablets or liquids, what people don't realize the moment they hit the stomach acid, those healthy bacteria will die. So that's why it's important to have double capsulated time release. And if they have Prebiotics, these are prebiotics are fibers that create a healthy environment for the healthy bacteria to attach. So, it makes your probiotics even more, uh, or enhances the benefits of your probiotics. Number three movement, exercise. You know, you don't have to run a marathon, you don't have to work out for an hour every day, a day, every day. For me, I'm partial to yoga and Pilates. Why? Because they're mindful. Their are mindful practices. They're not only help you build strength and stamina and tone your body, increase flexibility, but they also work with the mental and emotional aspects as well. So not only you're working to, to improve your physical health, but now we're also addressing the mental, emotional, and even the spiritual aspect of yourself by practicing yoga and Pilates. When you move your body, you not only you know you increase the oxygen intake, you in- increase endorphins or hormones that make it feel good, you have more energy, you sleep better. But when we're doing personal work, let's say when I do my NLP techniques or inner child work, etc., when we're working with the mental and emotional aspects of ourselves and we do not move our bodies, it's almost like taking a shower and not using soap or shampoo. You just get into the water, you know, shower, you just get watered on, and then walk out of the shower. So it's almost like something is missing, right? So moving your body is essential when you're doing personal development work. Now, go sorry, go ahead. No, no,
0: go ahead. Um, there's, I want to make sure that we cover this therapy that you're using, which is NLP, um, a lot of people probably don't know what that is, and uh, I think it's it's quite valuable. So I, I don't want to I don't want to forget this piece. So that's sort of why I interjected here. Hopefully, I didn't interrupt your full of thought. But
4: can you explain to us NLP? Yes. So. When it comes to the next level of wellness, which is mental wellness, it's something I call clearing the canvas. Clearing the canvas refers to the process of releasing and letting go of negative, negative patterns that holds you back. So you can begin to now implement positive patterns to help you move forward in life. So when it comes to NLP, it's called neurolinguistic programming. What people don't realize is that we have, as human beings, we have over 70,000 thoughts per day, and only 10% of those are original thoughts, meaning 90% are repetitions of the thoughts we had the day before, the week before, the year before, and so forth. And oftentimes these thoughts are so become so much of our narrative that are running in the background without us not even realizing. So what people don't realize is what you think, becomes a belief, right? And beliefs are thoughts that you think over and over and over, and your beliefs begin to affect your biology. The thing is, when you think about negative thoughts all the time, they become negative beliefs or limiting beliefs that will affect your behavior, will affect the way you feel, it will affect the stuff that you experience. One of the most common limiting beliefs is that I'm not good enough, right? So, when you have these constant negative patterns running in the background and oftentimes you don't even know it, that's when neurolinguistic programming uh, and all techniques I use are helping you become aware of some of these limiting beliefs, become aware of some of these thoughts that are running in the background that leads to the same pattern. I often get asked, especially one client asked me, Adrian, why do I continue to fall back to old patterns? Why do I continue to do the same thing even when I know better? And this is what I call being the hamster wheel due to limiting beliefs. The same thoughts that leads to the same behavior to give the same actions and that leads to the same outcome. So one of the things I created to help my clients, and when I talk about mental wellness, this is something that many people want to access, is I created a free workbook that's called From Limited to Limitless, Find Your Bliss Playbook. And this workbook is super easy. You you can download it. And it gives you some exercises that will help you become aware of what are some of the thought patterns or limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Think about uh, it this way. Imagine you're in a room that is dark, that's dirty, that's messy. But you don't know, you cannot see the dirt and the mess because the lights are out. But the moment you turn the lights on, you can see the mess, right? So that's awareness. Awareness is key. You cannot change something that you don't know that is changing. So through NLP, neurolinguistic Programming Techniques, Limiting Beliefs, Inner Child Work, you're going to become aware of some of these programs, these thought patterns, these belief systems that are constantly running in the background so then you can change them. Something simple that everybody, I'd like to give, give takeaways. That people can implement right away. So, something simple that everybody can do right now is to journal. And when I say this, I can see in the room, half of the room with the eyes rolling is like, oh yeah, uh huh. And half of the room is like, yes, yeah, I like journal all the time. But why is this so important? Because when you take time to write down what you're thinking and feeling, you're gonna start seeing a pattern. If I ask you, hey, Kathy, what have you been thinking all morning? You're going to be like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I've been busy. I've been, you, you don't realize all the thoughts that you're having. But when you write it down, it's right there. So I always tell people, journal, and then once a week or once a month or whatever, whenever often you want to go, look back and see what you're writing about. You're going to see the pattern. Here's the right, the most common emotions and the most common thoughts are having. Therefore, this is what's leading to this type of behavior or this type of feelings, right? So uh, that's one thing, but the other thing about journaling, because it has been scientifically proven that our brains are hardwired towards the negative. You can have 10 experiences right now. Five of them are neutral, four are positive, and one is negative. Chances are, nine out of 10, that you're going to think about the negative experience all day long before you go to bed the first thing you think about it the next morning because that's how we're hardwired. So when you do this journaling exercise and when you do some of these neurolinguistic programs, when you do some of these uh, mindset work and inner child work, you're going to begin to shift some of the stories that we're telling ourselves. But also journaling has been scientifically proven as well. That helps to train your brain to focus on the positive. It helps to Uh, cultivate gratitude and it improves your sense of well-being so
0: everybody who knows me knows that I'm a big big fan of journaling I think it's so important for all the reasons that you've said I think it's an outstanding piece of any any health protocol no matter what you're going through is journaling yes now you have a wonderful story about you and your son that I'd like to get out um, before we talk about your program so as we as we get towards the end of the interview Tell us this great story um, that's going to center sort of everything that we've talked about here.
4: Yes. Yeah, so um, many years ago, we're in San Diego. My in-laws live there. So we go to the San Diego Zoo, and um, we see this, this obstacle course. And my son is like 10 at a time and he's like, Mom, let's do it. So it's like a bungee jumping type of thing obstacle course. So as we're getting hardness, uh, the the person working there says, Okay, which one do you want? The easy or the intermediate? And my son's like, Oh, let's do the intermediate. So we start doing this obstacle course, and progressively it's harder and harder. So I see my son go from like grinning from ear to ear to starting to shift to more like a panic mode. So we get to this obstacle course we're about about i don't know 60 feet up in the air all you see is trees and bushes and stuff and in front of us are like imagine floating stepping stones connected to cables that connects to the cable that we were connected to as well so i go first and i step on these and i begin to sway from side to side and i, I myself getting nervous as well mm-hmm. i finish the, the course i'm going to the other platform and when it's his turn i can see him he has tears in his eyes. He's panicking. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this mom. So I begin to kind of coach him and take this first step, look at me, do this or that. So at the end of the obstacle course, we finish, and he goes and gives me a big hug and says, mom, thank you so much for believing in me. I don't know if I would have been able to finish this course without your help. Oh. The reason I say this story is because we all are going to face obstacles in our lives. You know, we're always going to have something that might happen that we didn't plan but if you are willing to step out of your comfort zone, if you're willing to, to work on yourself if you're willing to let go of the things that no longer serve you and they're actually draining your energy just like me and my son you can find new levels of confidence warmth, strength and support that you never thought possible so now is the time for you to face those fears. Now's your time to, to, to invest in yourself, to uplevel your, your mindset, your health, your relationships, your finances. Now is the time for you to become the person you know that you're meant to be. Now is the time.
0: What a wonderful story. That really is nice. It really does tie everything together. Where can people go to find out about your program, to get in touch with you?
4: Yes, uh, they can go to my website. It's my name, Adri Kaiser, A-D-R-I-K-Y-S-E-R. And it's the same in social media, Facebook, Instagram. And right now I have a, a online studio with 150 classes. And I have classes every month, new classes every month. That has yoga, Pilates, meditation, tutorials. The recent this is so important is because many people especially right now people are busy they don't have time to go to the gym they might be working long hours on a desk and they're feeling stressed they're overwhelmed they're you know they're gaining weight or they're having aches and pains so this online studio is open to everybody type it doesn't matter if you've been practicing yoga and polaris for forever or if you've never heard those words before <laughs> my goal is for this to help yoga and wellness be accessible to you so you can really take care of your physical body you can find ways to reduce stress you can find time to take care of yourself and really start feeling and taking charge of Hey, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want to sleep better, right? So this is this is a part where my yoga classes and Pilates classes not only are teaching you the poses, but we talk about mindset. We do some energy work. We do some of the neuro linguistic programming or sort of positive mindset stuff that are all embedded in my classes. So you get an international yoga and Pilates teacher. You get a coach and you get a energy alchemist all in your fingertips, so it's <laughs> super fun.
0: Wonderful. It's really been a wonderful show. You can tell just by your voice and your passion why clients respond so well to you. And again, it's such an important, important piece of our overall health, dealing with our emotions and understanding that pain is physical, but there's also so much emotional attached to it. So I really want to thank you for taking the time, Adri, to join us today.
4: Thank you so much. And I will send you the link so they can download uh, the, the PDF if they want to okay. access that. And if they want to access it on my studio, I will send you those links in the way they can have it handy there for um, if, if they feel inclined to.
0: Perfect. And everybody will put that up on the SoundCloud link. So when the podcast is up, you'll have all the links. If you want to get a hold of Adri, or if you need more information, you can certainly email us. Uh, So once again, thank you, Adri and everybody. We will talk to you next week on The Health Hub.